Welcome to Community Association Car Chat. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Join your hosts, David Velasco and Steve Roderick, advisors at JGS Insurance, a Baldwin Risk partner, every Monday as they catapult the multifamily industry forward by providing education and information about a host of topics that affect the community association world today. You can watch the show every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern live on LinkedIn or listen wherever you get your podcast as Dave and Steve give you your weekly dose of laughter and learning from the best in the industry. Let's get into this week's episode with our very special guest. Good morning, David. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I am very, very pleased to tell you, David, that today we have Mr. Damian Esparza and he is actually, he's the founder of a company called Smart Property. Damien, welcome to the show. Can you please tell us and our viewers a little bit about yourself and your company? What do you do over at Smart Property? Yeah, so my name is Damien Esparza. I'm the founder of Smart Property, and we are a asset management system designed for our HOA industry. We take a different approach. We integrate your financials. We provide a maintenance planning tool. And then we also provide a capital reserve planning tool all into one solution. So it's a a new way of thinking about tracking and managing assets. Steve, you guys are in the business of insurance. We're all here to help preserve, protect, maintain these common area assets, which is what the mission of associations do. And we believe that our platform is a better way to report and track that information. That's awesome. So the goal is really having a product that is supporting the main goal for the board of directors. So that's fantastic. Now, let me ask you, because you mentioned like, this is like management. Does it, does it like, does it conflict with other programs like Vantica, Sync or, or things like this? Or No, we actually, those are actually two of our partners. So we integrate the financials okay. to give you actually more transparency into the transaction costs to maintain and replace these assets. So for insurance, we see a lot of going on around maintenance disclosures. And I think we're going to see a, a larger drive for the carriers wanting to understand and measure the deferred maintenance. And how do we measure deferred maintenance in our industry today? Right. You know, we have people that are filling out questionnaires or not filling out questionnaires. So we really see this as a, a big drive in what we're seeing as a sea change of regulation. Right. I'm sure you guys are seeing it on your side. We've obviously seen it on the reserve city side of the equation as well the digital transformation of the community association sector that prompts me to think about two letter word two letter acronym ai how does that have like some influence in what's coming next when it comes to data analytics and and how is this going to influence the reserve study which is basically what you were talking about Yeah, that's a really good question, Dave. There's a convergence happening right now with artificial intelligence and what I would say different reporting tools. And in a lot of ways, we're still in the first inning with AI. I really do believe the future is, is synthesizing that information to ultimately give you diagnostics and predictions and recommendations on what you need to do when it comes to your assets. So think about asset optimization. How do we get the full life out of these assets? What's the recommendation for that? Diagnostics, what's the state of our assets based on looking at different data sets? And then ultimately, how do you look to embed some of this into the workflows of property management today? So when we think about AI and we think about the future of reserve studies, 
we really think about unlocking its value to an nth degree, right? Versus where we kind of came from. So wow. I, I do, I do want to caution because we just don't know what the future will hold. But I, I don't think the way that we've been thinking about things when it comes to internet software over the past 20 years is what we'll be going into for the next 20 years. So let's talk about boots on the ground, managers, board members, people that are actually involved in the hands-on maintenance aspect. Like what, what do you see coming down the pipe for those people as far as when all this integration comes in, is it is going to improve efficiency? There's going to be certain benefits that they get out of this? Like, like where's it going to hit the ground? Yeah, I think there's, this is a great question. So I think the next wave of what AI will bring is what they call agents, which is essentially software talking to more software, right? Okay. Right now we have humans that are developing code for the AI. So you have humans creating software code. At some point you're gonna have software code, AI software code creating other AI software code, right? And so I think what this ultimately is gonna mean for management companies is a massive wave of more automation. I think management companies are gonna have to hire actually less people but more qualified people. These experiences that we have talking to humans are gonna become more valuable because let's face it, over the last 20 years, even with the software we have in our industry, there's a lot of manual inputs, right? So I think for management companies, it's gonna create more automation in, in the business ultimately. I think it brings a lot of opportunity to, to make life better. From a reserve perspective or a asset management perspective, we see the value in providing more transparency and then also predictability. How long, how long are things actually lasting? Can we trust the actual life cycles of these repairs and replacements? Where smart properties harnessing the capability of AI to bring more accuracy when it comes to preventive maintenance. Is that, the, is that really the plan, right? Yeah, I think if you think about life, right? We have a beginning and an end. And the reserve study there is really deter to determine, obviously we have an install date. We, so we kind of know that. And we have a predictable, I wouldn't even call it predictable, an estimated useful life, right? Standardized useful lives. But really to get into a more accurate understanding of what that true remaining life is gonna be of an asset, you gotta know the dash in between. What is the maintenance in order to actually maintain and, and, and what has been done and what has not been done on that particular asset? And CAI actually came out as a response to what happened in Florida several years back. They came out with best practices of reserve studies. And they really talk about this interconnectivity of maintenance plans, think more proactive preventative maintenance plans, and how that ties into your reserve study and the remaining useful lives. So for a long time, and I've been in the industry for over 20 years, when you do reserve studies, what do you do? You ask the manager, you ask the, the board, you get the general ledger, you get the work history if you're lucky, but that's a cumbersome process. And we all know there's a lot of churn in the business, right? Whether it's churning Ooh, absolutely. the manager, the board, the management company. So there's all these disparate pieces of information along that road that are not always easy to, to calculate in terms of, of measuring what that remaining useful life is going to be. So there's a lot more, I would say, guesstimation than predictable estimation as the market, as we work today. And we really see this as, as something that will change in the future with the convergence of, of AI. Ultimately, we're after the same goal, which is how do we create financially sustainable communities for the long term? Exactly. Especially given all the pricing pressures of today. Exactly. 
So, Damien, do you, do you have any success stories or case studies that kind of highlight what you guys are doing and, and where it's been really effective in the, in the real world? Yeah, so I'll share a, a, a quick case study that we've done. And we've done this for several clients. And this is really about using our tool today to help manage cash flow. And one of the key things that we do is we really look to what we call remove the spikes from these CapEx plans, right? These long-term capital plans and it's needs-based. So you have certain years that have certain kind of spikes in the graph, if you will, of that CapEx need. And so what mm -hmm. we like to do with a lot of our clients, thinking about the fact that you're operating a business, right? These associations at the end of the days are nonprofit mutual corporations. So we are always thinking about what is that day one cash flow requirement going to be to fund your budget going forward. And what we've realized over time is when you smooth out these cash flow spikes, if you will, or, or needs, it ultimately reduces that day one requirement, which obviously can help offset any kind of spike in your monthly assessments, which everyone really cares about. So we had one client where we went in there and we built a, a more, I would say, optimized CapEx plan where we smoothed out the spike. And we saved them over seventy thousand dollars. Wow. So I think that's part of the value of using living tools, living software tools, to help better manage your cash flow and create that's a solid impressive. plan for your That's impressive. Agreed. And now looking ahead, what is the future? What does the future hold? If you can, not that we can really tell the future, but what what do you think it holds when it comes to the integration of AI and resource study for community association management companies? or for the sector at large. Think about a reserve study. Maybe you guys have seen it in terms of when you guys are doing your work. They're massively big. They have lots of tables of information and it's really hard to focus on what you're looking at. So it's got a high cognitive load intake, right? Most people don't understand that information, especially when you're, you're switching back and forth with different fires that you got to put out. So reserve studies don't, aren't really understood in a lot of cases. And I believe in my opinion, reserve study the industry as a whole hasn't standardized that process like they have financial statements, which makes uh -huh. the job even harder for people to understand reserve studies. So the really exciting thing I think about the future is what does that experience look like? I think that experience becomes more of a conversation with the information um, rather than necessarily having to put the burden on, on an individual or stakeholder to understand it all, right? So in, instead of us, instead of the reserve study saying, you got to meet me where I'm at, we're gonna meet the customer where they're at with that information. And when you think about information, really think about it into three kind of tiers. First, you have data, right? This is the raw input and output of the data. Secondly, what you really have is the information, general ledger codes, inventory reports, the things you guys use, right? And where we're going in this, I would say the third realm is really about intelligence and understanding. So as these reserve studies get smarter, they're going to be able to have conversations with us in a way that they've never had before to help our associations do what they got to do, which is build financially solid huh. plans. Now, that, and that's a it's a very interesting concept about the, the the evolution of the reserve studies and how they're going to be able to, to almost self-support. But do you, do you have any any advice? for associations to, to maybe help them prepare for these changes uh, and, and how smart property will be instrumental in, in shaping that future? Like, like what, what should they be really, really thinking about getting ready for this stuff? Yeah, so with the customers, so I go back to, to, to Darwin, right? It wasn't the strongest that learned to survive and it wasn't the smartest that learned to survive. It was those that learned to adapt. So with all of these changes that we have going in the market, whether it's macro environment, regulation, AI, right? Tech enabled services, consolidation for management companies, which is 
changing the landscape quicker and quicker. The one thing that we are working with the, the management companies, I would say, on, that are kind of on the edge of this, right, that are kind of ahead of the curve, it's centralizing the information. So what we're really big on is standardizing and centralizing that information for management companies so they can deliver greater value in their businesses, in their different business okay. units, if you will, for their customers. So that's that's a big thing that I, I actually advise companies to think about is how are we centralizing this process so it's not disparate and all over the place, right? You have a Got lot it. of information that's just sitting in someone's file folder. They leave the company and sure. all that institutional knowledge is, is lost. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing all this knowledge, Damien. We really, really appreciate it. But we're coming up to the end of the episode. So we just want to give you an opportunity right now to jump in and give a shout out to somebody that's been influential either for your business, for your personal life. The mic is yours. I want to give a special shout out and a, and a gratitude, a gratitude to a woman who's no longer here, but she was my mentor in this industry. Her name was Nora Jasky. I actually met my wife through Nora through a program we did back in 2008, 2009. And she was a life force that of good that had a huge impact on what I do today and in the service that we do for our communities. And she taught me a lesson early on to have fun, go fast and be flexible. And I've always attained that, that mentorship from her and just want to say thank you up to the big sky in heaven and, and appreciate you, Nora. And I know you're looking down on this right now. So I just want to say thank you to Nora. All right. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Damien. Have fun, go fast yep. and be flexible. Yep. Fast fun. Thank you so much, Damien. Thanks for listening to Community Association Car Chat Podcast. The number one nationally recognized community association video podcast. Go ahead and hit subscribe to get the latest podcast delivered straight to your phone or tablet each week. And remember, you can watch us live on LinkedIn every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Community Association Car Chat LinkedIn page.